Alcohol Beyond This Point Podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast. Hello and welcome back to the fourth annual Alcohol Beyond This Point Nacho Eating Contest. Tyler, Woo! we didn't start filming at the beginning of it. We started filming halfway through. So just so you know, I'm winning. Uh, we have a giant plate of nachos here in front of us at the Alcohol Beyond This Point uh, podcast. Um, Fourth annual competition. <laughs> it's actually my dinner. Um, <laughs> there's pukes everywhere. Um, what do so, you think about... This is a business podcast after all. What do you think about the business of competitive eating? Uh, interesting and... Only something that could exist in fucking America, eh? It's a little weird. Yeah, it's a little like weird. Like, where... Uh, just, just, like, flexing on them poor people. Where 50% of our population in the world is starving to death at any given day. It's like, people, I'm gonna eat so much, I might die. People eat, like, 70 hot dogs. And, like, you know what's interesting to me? The... the all the ch- grand champions of competitive eating are all skinny Asians. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the skinny people. Like, Kobayashi is the... Yeah. Is the is the guy that has the hot dog record? I mean, whatever? they don't eat like that all the time. Like they they'll eat big meals to like stretch their stomach out and stuff like that. But yeah. they're not they're not consuming more calories than the average. But I, I just don't understand how you like physically consume like a hundred and fifteen hot dogs. I I think genetics play a decent part. There's got yeah, you got to be born with that, right? There's no way I could train like I ate a third of not even a third, a quarter of this plate of nachos earlier. And I was like, I need to put this down on my podcast table because I'm full. Right. Like, I, if I had forced myself mu- to eat much more, I would have just puked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, but if you did that, you know, once a week, maybe your capacity would probably increase. Yeah. I get maybe. I, I feel like you can't. You can def. Everyone can stretch their stomach, but I think there's like a baseline of people that are better at it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like when you get fatter, does your stomach get physically fatter? Like bigger, like more capacity? Typically. Yeah, because it's growing with your body, right? Well, not necessarily. Typically, it's correlated, though, because people that are overweight tend to eat a lot. I saw a guy on TikTok, like a like a guy our size, but like works out, um, that was like, I'm going to try eating like somebody on my 500-pound life or whatever right. for a day. And he so he did it, and he, ha- and he gained 25 pounds in a day. Yeah. <laughs> And then all, and then the, he took a shit. Well, yeah, and then it was only four pounds. Yeah, well, probably, but or less even, yeah. right? But like all the comments were like, "Holy fuck!" Like that's just inside of your digestive tract now. Yeah, twenty five pounds, and he was like one eighty. Yeah, like it's gross. Like that's just all shit inside of you. And I guess like some of it gets like burned into calories. Obviously, some of it gets like water and pissed out. But like, ugh. like that's it's just all lot. inside of you. Have but you he he was seen? like showing clips off the show and it's like oh I, th- this like woman's like oh yeah i start my day with uh four large pizzas and then i get the two cheesy breads and like wrap it in the pizza and it's just like w- and then two of the brownie plates from like domino's is dessert oh for like breakfast and then so he's doing all of it and oh there was like parts God. in the tiktok where it's like i really had to force myself here <laughs> but it's like that's yeah. that's that's still extremely impressive yeah, that yeah, that's that what down. I that's what I thought. I'm like, I couldn't physically do this if I wanted to. I wouldn't. I'd puke halfway through breakfast and say, "Fuck it." Yeah, I, I, yeah. Eating something so weird to me. This is coming from someone who didn't buy food for two months as like a challenge. <laughs> Fair, but uh, 
eating's always been kind of like a, food's never been a huge motivator for me. Mm. And um, we don't have that in common now. Yeah, no, you you like your food. I I like uh, I would rather spend like no money on food and top shelf alcohol. And you're probably the exact opposite. I know you like both, but like... No, nah, I'd probably take both. Yeah, but if, you, <laughs> but, but if you had to pick one... If I had to choose, I'd probably buy cheap liquor and good food. Yeah, yeah that's... And I'm exactly the opposite. I'm yeah. like drinking like cheap beer every day. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> right. And like bottom shelf whiskey, I'm like, ugh. Physically hurting me, but like I can eat ramen fucking forever. Yeah, I'll, right? I can drink cheap beer and like box wine, yeah. but like... I cannot. I cannot fucking sacrifice on the whiskey. <laughs> I'm about to say that as I crack on Michelob Ultra. Yeah, you know that's okay. I've actually been cutting back on spending a lot of money on alcohol. Um, not really, not as like a I need to save money thing. Yeah, but like craft beer just isn't exciting me anymore. Mm. Like, like don't get me wrong. If I go out to a bar, I'm only drinking craft beer. Like you, you yeah. see me. I sit down and go, "What do you have local on tap?" Is the first question I ask. Right. Yeah. I'm never drinking a fucking macro beer. They don't need any more of my goddamn money in the in the in the bars. Yeah. But when I go like I have, I'm, I've been working through this fucking like 30 pack of Michelob for like a month. Yeah. And it's like I'm just like I used to once a week go to the liquor store, go to the beer vendor and like pick those like 12 sorter things and get like one king can of like all this craft beer and everything. Yeah. And that's like 60 bucks. Yeah, whatever. But like, used to, I used to like look forward to it. Yeah, and post about them in the craft beer community group on on Facebook and like, you know, it used to excite me. And now it just doesn't. I think it's, I don't know what that. Maybe it's just. It's, doing, I think been, it's partially seasonal. I've been doing it too long. I don't get very excited about craft beer in the wintertime either. No, 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 I mean like the for like the last like year. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Come, you know what it is? Okay. Maybe coming back from COVID, the hype's just not the same with like. Go, events and stuff where mm. i was like i used to go to like every brewery launch and everything day one yeah and that's like there's a couple that opened during covid that i haven't even been to yeah yeah that's fair i mean it right. was a it was a wet ass blanket just on everything just a wet fucking blanket on everything that you used to enjoy in your life and now people are like resorting themselves and trying to figure out what they like yeah because i used to like go sit on my laptop at a brewery yeah and just sit there for five hours doing my emails right and I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Because you got comfortable at home. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And I used to, I guess it's like I never was comfortable at home for a long time. Yeah. Because I lived in like trap houses or had like 40 roommates. Yeah. Or lived with my parents. So now it's like I'm really comfortable in my home because I have one other roommate and we each have a floor of this house that we rent. So it's like I don't see him if I don't want to. And I have a really nice like, I have like 4K monitors now and like, yeah. you know. Totally comfortable. Gaming chair and everything. And like, I'm, I'm much more comfortable because I used to go into my office and work there instead of working here because I had so I had four roommates. And it was like, I never get fucking peace and quiet if I was trying to concentrate on something. And I also barely had a desk. I had to like sit in my bed on my laptop. <laughs> That's one thing that drives me nuts is sitting on a couch or sitting on a bed trying to do work. It just, I'm just slow, slow as hell. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I am too. I just there was no other option, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, weird times. Weird, weird times that keep on changing. I was uh, listening to uh, Joe Rogan on the way here. Of course, because you're a white supremacist. <laughs> yes. Um. Anyway, his guest was talking about being excited for future documentaries 
that are going to be made about COVID and just oh yeah the for ca- sure. case study on uh, just the effect of propaganda. Yeah. And in earlier in the episode, they played like some Russian state propaganda about like the uh, Brittany Griner release and all that. Yeah. And they're and just unequivocally they won that exchange, right? Well, I thought so too, but then I found out that um, Victor Boot had like less than two years left on his sentence. Really? Yeah. Christ. He, didn't he have like a 35-year sentence? He was like 20, 21 months, 22 months from being released. Hmm. So it's that really changes the Because remember, math. Trump was going to do this as well. Right. Like six years ago. Yeah. Trade him for somebody else. Yeah. And he was going to trade them for soldiers, and then they never did. And then people were calling him Trump like a yeah no bad guy or whatever prisoner swaps or like any any of these trades with foreign countries you get shit on no matter what you do. But I, what the Russians were saying yeah, yeah, sorry. is that the Americans had the choice between the Marine yeah right. and Brittany Griner right, and they right. chose Griner because uh, woman black yeah. and lesbian yeah. equals uh, better publicity. Right, and that's why they chose Brittany, and but the Americans are saying, the uh, the Russians are asking too high of a price for the Marine because he was a spy, and Brittany's just like whatever a basketball player that had some weed. So that they're saying that the Russians valued the the Marine or the spy prisoner way more, and they didn't want to pay the price, and they, I guess they didn't have as much pressure on that issue, so they just went with the other guy. So I'm like, kind of a win win. I mean, <laughs> if the if what the Americans are saying is actually what fucking happened i mean i i get it which is why they're saying that because it's an acceptable it's a palatable story but if what the russians are saying is it was an either or and they just picked whatever what was the most popular also completely (laughs) believable yeah that both those things are believable but they're like mocking it they're like uh you should have taken the good white christian soldier instead of this black lesbian drug addict who couldn't go 10 hours without their vape and it was like now that's what they were it was basically like the fox news of russia and they were just like making fun of americans so i'm like you know what that's uh it's a good perspective though because holy shit most of everything is propaganda and you just kind of take it for granted that you're just used to the same flavor all the time when you yeah. just watch another country's flavor of propaganda you're like oh yeah. that's fucking crazy it's like, and then you're like that, oh wait <laughs> what if that ever happened here right right i um <laughs> yeah and then that's one stupid thing that the rogan and his guests were saying they're like oh yeah you would never have like that level of state control over the media narrative here like they don't have free speech ha 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 those fucking commies and it's like yeah I, you almost got it buddy you almost got it it's good try so russia last year arrested and jailed 80 people for stuff they posted on social media right guess how many in the uk they jailed hmm 2000 nice yeah yeah that tracks they put a woman or not in jail but like convicted 2000 i mean like they didn't fucking hard labor these people but they gave a woman like a 21 year old girl um 500 hours of community service and a record obviously for posting the n-word uh in like a song lyric on her facebook holy shit and then we I better l- not release this podcast in the UK. <laughs> well, and then people are like, how could citizens like, 
I had to unfollow this one stock trading uh, account I follow because they were just, I don't know what happened. Like they probably got paid by somebody. They sold but they, their account. No, they just started. Yeah. They just started posting like anti-Chinese propaganda. It's probably just sold account. Which like, but it wasn't like every post. It was like yeah. one every five posts. Right. Right. And uh, not that I'm pro China at all because I'm not. But, like, just the shit they're saying in some of these posts, some of these clips, it's just, like, this is just not true. Like, it's not what's happening, right? Yeah. Like, they were posting, they always post these, like, drone videos of, like, drones, like, spraying sanitizer or whatever for yeah. COVID. And they're like, oh, yeah, they're toxic chemicals that kill you if you go outside. And it's like, this is not true. And then, like, the thing that was going viral was, like... um they should post some videos of mosquito fogging and say, and say <laughs> dude, and Melathion say that, is fucking and they're vaccinating to human, right? They're vaccinating the populace. Look yeah. at this without your consent. Ah, yeah. So, um, that'd be the other one that went viral was uh, someone edited a Chinese broadcast of the World Cup, so mm-hmm. it looked like they were censoring people wearing masks in the audience. Yeah. Um, which is not true because that was actually one of the main instigation or one of the main. Uh, inciting world events, I guess, that really got people riled up in China because there was that, you know, round of protests that actually, you know, had well, a positive result. One of the main things that people were fucking yelling about was they're like, we're watching the World Cup. Look at all these people without their masks and they're all fine. And that was like, it was well, pissing people off. What I saw is like the Chinese state television was like broadcasting pictures of people not wearing masks and be like, look how fucking dumb these Americans are. Yeah, and but like I mean, just making fun of them. They could say that, but you're also watching hundreds of thousands of people in a soccer arena having fun and they're fine. It's like the commentator can well, be saying... Well, they have to watch soccer though. Right. The commentator can be saying that, but like nobody's buying it. Yeah. Because um, there's too much traffic on social media too, right? Lionel Messi, greatest of all time or what? Uh, Goat, yeah, sure. Goat. Fucking Salt Bay. Oh my god, that was so cringy watching that. I did. I don't know what you're talking about. So when they were doing like the on the field whatever celebrations, like that fucking Salt Bay grifter guy, yeah, just like goes on the field and was trying to get like a picture with Messi and got like pushed off like four times and finally got in there and like got a picture and people are like all pissed off that he's just like clout chasing and was making a scene. What? Why is he a grifter? I don't know the whole story. I know who he is, but um, basically he just sell like I mean. I know he sells like $9,000 steaks and shit. Right. Like... And it's, yeah, he he basically just makes a shitload of money off of, you know, people think that he's like, oh, this amazing experience or these amazing steaks, but it's like, you, you're you just way overpaying for something. Well, I have no problem with someone paying an extra fucking $500 for a steak to get it on a TikTok. Yeah. Like, I, that's... I think it... I think it goes a little bit beyond that too. I think he's got like multiple restaurants and he's got some like sus business practices and okay. other stuff that he's done. Like it's bigger than just the overpriced steaks, but um, yeah, apparently he's uh, just generally not respected. Okay. He's not like just like a guy who, who makes great steaks and is entertaining. Like it, it goes quite a bit beyond that. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I have not done the deep dive into Salt Bay. Well, let's, uh, let's come back next week. <laughs> We're talking about Salt Bay. We'll talk about Salt Bay the entire episode. Nice. Uh, it's fitting because next episode is actually our steak eating contest. <laughs> Ooh. Our fifth annual steak eating contest. Yeah, tomahawk steak, like 32 ounce right here. And you, no, 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 like 50 of them. And you have to see how many you can eat. 50 32 ounce steaks? Yeah. Do you know how much, how big a 32 ounce steak is? Yeah. 
You have okay. to eat an entire cow. Basically, yeah. We'll just walk it in here. I'm down. Start. I'm sorry to all the vegetarians listening. More like vegans. <clears throat> Those aren't real. Oh, yeah. Um, I have one Argentinian friend, and uh, she was very happy that these <laughs> these soccer men just in general just happy no that yeah because the world cup yeah they uh apparently they declared a, a holiday oh yeah the the fucking country shut down that's pretty lit i guess they like they like that stuff down there but uh, <laughs> the most canadian thing ever said i guess um, they like that shit down there eh well that being said uh vancouver burnt down their entire city and killed four people when we won the stanley cup so yeah so, I don't know. Wait. I don't even remember that story that well. Was it a win or was it a loss? No, we won. Or they won. Vancouver did. And they, like, had a riot. Yeah, I want. I know that... Yeah, I want, I want to look it up just to be sure. I don't think it, anyone actually died, but... No, I don't think uh, anybody died. See, Vancouver riot. Hockey riot. Oh, yeah. 2011 Stanley Cup. Was it really that long ago? Jesus yeah. Christ. I'm 2011 go. Stanley Cup, right? Only $5 million in damage. That's that's not that high. That's uh, some rookie numbers there, boys. Yeah, it's like one Bugatti. Yeah. Um, 140 people were injured during the incident. At least one critically injured. Four, wow. four people were stabbed. That's also 140 reported injuries. Yeah. Right? So What are you, you going to fucking make a report if you get fucking hit by something? Right? Four people were stabbed. So right. you... Almost got it there. You okay. said four dead, so yeah. That, maybe that's what I was thinking. Maybe. No, we'll, I was. We'll say that. I was, we'll, pull, we'll say, I was pulling numbers out of my ass like I usually do. We'll say that nine nine police officers were injured. Also, low numbers. Not enough. Uh, Hundred and one people were arrested. That's not that many. Hundred and one. Uh, type sports riot, hooliganism, <laughs> vandalism, arson, vehicle fires. Cause Vancouver Canucks series loss oh, to the Boston this. Bruins in right. the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, right, it was a loss. Yeah, my business partner Zach. Because I'm like, they haven't won this cup in a while. Um, my ever. business partner Zach bet this kid Genzel. We were in yeah. seven or eight at the time. That he they the one the winner could punch the loser in the face. Boston Vancouver and Zach won, and then he chickened out and wouldn't let him punch him. No, oh, no. Yeah. So you like sucker punch him later? I think he made a bat in Woodshop and the plan was to hit him with it. <laughs> and then we just got distracted and went on to her. That's fair. Yeah. Went on to the next thing. Went on to the next <laughs> the next scheme. So this guy won't let me punch him. I'm going to fucking kneecap him. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It never happened in all alleged that bat was for we were underage, the grades. So it's fine. You got an A on it. It was fine. So I've been uh, I've been reading up and listening to podcasts about like the the real origins of Christmas, and there's been like a number of different podcasts I've listened to that kind of like all discussed it, but it's been really interesting for me, especially like someone who grew up you know evangelical uh, and Mennonite, thinking about like how to redefine Christmas kind of for myself as as an adult. And um, I got a friend as well who's from the same area who's, you know, kind of going through the same thing. Like, where the fuck is the Christmas spirit? Like, I can't recreate. I don't want to recreate my uh, Christmas childhood by going like, you know, for it's it's always about nostalgia, right? Everyone experiences Christmas kind of like through the lens of nostalgia. But like, I don't want to experience 
those things again. So like, I don't want to revisit that nostalgia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So too. it's like, I got to make new memories and create new celebrations. It's like, now I go back to like, okay, well, what am I celebrating? How do I celebrate it? Mm-hmm. And I love the origins of Christmas way more than I thought I would. Wasn't it Santa's birthday? No. Oh. It's so much more than that. It's like it's like Santa's an birthday. Yeah, it's an amalgamation of like so many different cultures, all kind of. Um, well, they took a bunch of pagan holidays that right. happened on the solstice, and it's then they're some like, pe- it's pagan holidays. It's a bunch of like different groups and cultures and religion. Like, hey, Christianity, what's going on there? I made this. They're like, uh, no, you didn't. He's like, I made this. <laughs> well, the the Christians basically, uh, the way that I understood it was, they were trying to be like, no, we're going to celebrate, you know, the birth of Christ. Um, which was around that time. Not even close. If you read the Bible, they describe very specific. But that's that's when they were trying to have the holiday. Yeah. So the Catholics are trying to have the holiday, like some midwinter thing. But people love to party Woo! On, the, on the winter solstice, you know? <laughs> God, you're annoying. Um, the uh, <laughs> People love to party on the winter solstice because it's like, it's fucking, it's the longest dark day of the year. And it's just, it's starting to get cold and it's going to be cold for a while. It's depressing as hell. So like, let's fucking drink. So a lot of these uh, parties were like a lot of the pagan holidays originally around Christmas and the mythologies and stuff all kind of got rolled into what Christmas is now. And the Catholics were trying to like project power and get everybody to follow their fucking thing. But people wouldn't stop doing their own thing. So they just kind of like acquiesced over time and rolled in um, Christianity into all these other traditions. So like the jolly old Saint Nick is like one thing. Um, the apparently one of the uh, like pagan mythologies was there was a goat man, like a were goat, half goat, half man guy that transforms on Christmas night and flies around in his red sleigh pulled by reindeer and terrorizes children. So the Krampus? No, no, it's a goat man. What's the Krampus? <laughs> That's something else entirely. Okay. So yeah, then there's Krampus, and then there's jolly old Saint Nick. That kind of got rolled into like the flying around with the reindeer. And then they just all made it one thing. Right. My mm. favorite part about uh, the original like winter solstice, uh, quote unquote, Christmas celebrations, and this is my favorite part because like you know fucking Republicans are all like, oh, it's the war on Christmas, and like that was Donald Trump's whole thing, right? Yeah. So reality is what Americans celebrate to be Christmas is like, and also like the giving of gifts, uh, all that shit is like 99% of what Americans celebrate for Christmas is all pagan, pagan holidays. Like, especially the way that they do it, like extremely materialistic, the caroling, the, like the bacon cookies, the fucking place, all that shit. It's all you say pa- bacon cookies, bacon cookies, like making food, giving, giving, like giving stuff out. Like all this stuff came from pagan holidays and but the parts that they left out of history, um, and just like stopped writing about because I don't know if the people writing history are prudes, was orgies, right? One of the core parts of it was in the winter solstice, you cross dress, have orgies. Yeah. Um Caroling was basically roving mobs of people that would go to rich people's houses and be like Give me your food or I'll burn your house. Also, all your money, please. And that was like a day of the year where just all the rich people get plundered. Wonder why they didn't keep that holiday around. Wow. And also, there was tons of role reversal with like masters and slaves. <laughs> there was role reversal and cross dressing. Yes, on top of that. Uh, so there's like <laughs> not on bottom. Mas- masters and slaves would 
role reverse for a week, and the masters would have to work for the slaves or for the or like for the. Um, they call the that being a switch now. Right, just for the week, and it was the idea was it was going to, you know, giving this kind of relief valve, kind of like the purge. You're giving this relief valve so that people don't revolt as easily or as quickly, and. It just the but the through line through like a thousand years of history of Christmas is just like cross dressing, orgies, drinking, and like pillaging and plundering, and that basically got left out. And now, but it was like the people there was obviously like uh, fundamentalists and Catholics and the more religious people, the conservatives that were really upset at it and would like violently oppose it. And there would be like fucking fights in the streets. People get killed and lynched. So there was the Christians or the conservatives, prudes, assholes, whatever you want to call them, fighting the party rabble-rousers. And today you have uh, Christmas-themed drag shows being harassed by militarized Christian conservatives for cross-dressing on Christmas and quote-unquote having a war on Christmas and ruining... Like, this has been happening for, like, fucking 1,500 years, and I just think that's incredible. So I just want everyone to play their part this year. Cross-dress, rob your local rich guy, and uh, have an orgy. So Merry Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm going to do some math. And watch out for the goat man. I'm going to do some math quick in my head. Yeah. We got 10 members, give or take, of our core friend group. Yeah. How many do you think are down for Christmas orgy? (laughs) What math were you doing? Were you counting? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, Probably half. Um, Yeah, I got half. I think... No, I got like all but three on it. (laughs) Yeah, about half. (laughs) (laughs) So next year, I think... Like we should pitch. I it. want to do some more research, but like next year, I want to do like the winter solstice, like on the day. That's today. Yeah, it's the twenty first. That's today, which is why I'm thinking about it. Plan like a proper fucking pagan hoedown throwdown. It would be hilarious, and just make it make that like our our friends group like Christmas tradition of just like is we, an orgy. It doesn't. You don't. You have, heard it here first, you don't, folks. You, it was time. You don't have it. to do the orgy part. Obviously, not everybody's into that, but like. All these weird and obscure pagan traditions that are like the real fundamentals of Christmas. And yeah. if anyone's got beef, we could be like, we're we're Christmas fundamentalists. I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing. Yeah. But like, and then we have you got to bring the tree in because it's cold. If it's cold outside, the tree is cold. Therefore, you got to bring it inside. That's where that came from. Like, it's fucking incredible. There's so many amazing <laughs> parts of Christmas that we just aren't appreciating. And I think that's wrong. And I think we should go back to basics and uh, just go fucking hard on the winter solstice. Because that sounds like way more fun. Because, like, just the entire idea of Christmas has always been really confusing to me. And it's like, why do we do this? Why is that a thing? Like, why is Santa flying around with a reindeer? That doesn't even, that's not even relevant to the story of old Saint Nick. Like, there's all these, like, loose threads that have been kind of, like, just pulled together. And then Americans have the goddamn audacity to be like, you can't challenge this idea. It's, you know, it's fucking God-fearing American right thing to do. It's like, yeah, you fucking idiots. I have this guy on my Facebook that's uh, this Christian type guy, but he's like a numerology type guy. Like, mm, just even like, better. Everything like the shit. Like he'll post like like he's the like, you know the the he he posted just recently the um 
the World Cup, he like took their logo and like he's like this is actually the symbol for Baphomet or something or yeah. and was like just like it's the it's the stupidest things in the world. It's like take football the way they spell with a U and then this many letters like this number is this number is, is like spell and then rearrange it like this kind of shit. And he was like, so he was a few months ago telling people not to celebrate Christmas because it's a, it's a pagan thing. Absolutely. Yeah. It is. And then people, he's a hundred percent right. And about then Christians were like arguing with him in the comments. He's like, no, I'm a more woke Christian than you are. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I am going to heaven and you're not if you celebrate Christmas. Yeah. There's nothing about the like consumerism for one of Christmas that well, makes any sense. Except the stealing it. And reappropriating a part, right. that's very Christian. <laughs> I, funny you should say that. I actually saw uh, from this socialist page that I follow. This guy's like, I'm out here every year, especially around Christmas time, trying to practice, uh, trying to practice my religion in the way that Jesus would have intended. And all these motherfuckers just calling me a socialist. <laughs> And all I want for Christmas this year is to just get through one more year of following his principles without getting called a socialist. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's a little on the nose. <laughs> anyway, we're going to transfer here into the segment that we call Shot Caller, the part of the show where you, the audience, can pick the shot that we take. Uh, this episode sponsored by Market Sharpening Company. Come get your knives sharpened to the St. Norbert Farmer's Market all winter, every Saturday. That's very specific. How many people are going to fly in for that? How many people are listening from Winnipeg, Manitoba that can come to the farmer's market on Saturday? Probably not many, but thanks, Brett, for giving me the money for the sponsorship. Cheers. Dope. <laughs> Spicy. Fantastic. So... I'm going to commit insurance fraud. <laughs> okay. So I used my... Uh, what, do you mean, what do you need me to do? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Bergen. Actually, fun fact, my uh, pediatrician was actually named Dr. Bergen. Wow. Well, it was Dr. Weeb first, but he died because he was like 97. Why are pediatricians always like 100 years old? Because <laughs> they're running out of them. Um, I uh, used my company's health plan for the first time ever. Okay. On my glasses. Yeah. And my eye exam. And uh, and uh, they just gave me the money without asking for a receipt or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Seems sus. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So I asked <laughs> my insurance agent and he said, yeah, they just... It's like if you're getting... Like most of the people that need to make claims like ASAP, like need the money more than they need. You know what I mean? Like they can't afford mm. to pay for the procedure. And it's like a liability nightmare. If you're like, you die. Cause you know what I mean? Right. Cause the insurance company was sandbagging you on the paperwork. Yeah, exactly. So they have the, they play pretty fast and loose with releasing money and then audit people. Right. Rather than. That so like sense. he said, like maybe in the future they might ask for receipts. So keep them around for seven years. Right. But, they might not. Hmm. So I feel like I could probably get some through. <laughs> like? Well, what do you mean? Well, like, I uh, I go get my eyes checked or something, but I don't actually, and then you just give me a hundred bucks. I mean, if you're, like, in a real tight spot, 
Hmm? <laughs> hey, profits, profit. I don't know how these fu- how you fucking brokies do this nine to five shit. <laughs> Showed your commitment insurance. One hundred and ten dollars today. <laughs> oh my god! From insurance fraud. Um, just like I was at the casino and I won like. 200 bucks mm-hmm. and then i just like sent to my business partner i'm like i don't know how these fucking wage slaves do it <laughs> 200 dollars uh, and he's feeling like hot shit we sold a graphics card that we had bought the company like um i had a bitcoin mining uh, operation going for a while it was actually well we weren't actually mining bitcoin but crypto mining whatever and uh gpu mining doesn't really work anymore Long story, and if you don't care if you're not into crypto. So I've been taking my rigs apart and selling the parts. So I par- sold a uh, graphics card, um, and we split the money, my partner and I. And then I'm like, I don't know how these fucking <laughs> brokies do it. Bitch, I don't need a job. Look how much fucking money I made today. And he's like, number one, you paid for that. <laughs> or like <laughs> yeah. half of it. <laughs> like number two, you sold it for less than you paid for it. <laughs> like stonks. Number three, like number three, this isn't sustainable. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like waving 500 bucks. I'm like, fuck. Like, I don't know how you people do this. Uh, I gotta say, that's like social media put in context right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that fucking guy is like fanning out all his money. Yeah. I, um. <laughs> Loses $200 and then proceeds to take. <laughs> The remaining five hundred in his hand, and then also lose that to make the day into a seven hundred dollar loss, and then calls himself a baller. <laughs> well, it's like all the people that flex their tax returns, right? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. That's just your money, dude. <laughs> I saw I saw a video of a girl flexing cash in a car, like probably a thousand dollars, maybe a bit more, and fucking somebody reached in the window, grabbed it all, and fucking just oh my sprinted. God. So funny. That's what you fucking. It's get. almost like that legendary video. <laughs> this guy's like a trying to eat a cheeseburger, and that this fucking fat kid just like reaches his hand in, snags, it and starts eating. He's like, "Oh, fucking gotcha!" It's like this bit, this fucking so fat. Like the guy doesn't have a neck. He's just so fat. But man, did he move quick? <laughs> He's like, "Oh, cheeseburger snatch." They can do it. They can move quick when they want to. <laughs> they. <laughs> those people cheeseburger snatchers <laughs> cheeseburger snatchers actually that was the name of my band in high school nice yeah that's yeah, yeah that's solid we played um just pop punk renditions of mcdonald's theme music <laughs> from mcdonald 80s mcdonald's commercials it's we just ca- the jollybee theme song call themselves the hamburglar <laughs> what was it <laughs> cheeseburger snatchers <laughs> It's a play on. It's a shittier version of Hamburglers. Yeah, we got cease and desisted for using Hamburglers, so now we're cheeseburger snatchers. <laughs> oh God. Anyways. 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 I feel like McDonald's shouldn't. They got rid of that entire all everyone. They don't even have Ronald McDonald anymore. Oh. Like, got, did he get canceled? Think about the last time you saw Ronald McDonald. They don't do it anymore. No, I. They, did he? Mayor McCheese, yeah, Grimace, I guess they're all gone. Is a played out game. Birdie, I the Michelin Man's still around. They can't cancel him. <laughs> He's fucking invincible. Him and his stars. 
you know yeah. the Michelin, <laughs> yeah. the Michelin star <laughs> restaurant rating system, which is the most widely regarded and prestigious and respected mm. system for rating restaurants in the world was started by a tire company because they figured that more people would drive to the restaurants, thus needing tires more often. That's a real story. God, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Michelin star. Yeah. It's the same Michelin you're thinking of. And there was like just like Guinness and Guinness Book of World Records, same guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that I knew. Or yeah. same family, but yeah. yeah, yeah, because he used to sit in the bars, listening to people, be like, "Oh, I saw the biggest. I saw, yeah, I, I caught the biggest fish. I did the thirty million jumping jacks. No, you didn't." And he's like, "What if there was this like a record book?" Yeah. That had all this information in it so people couldn't bullshit at the bar while he was a bartender serving Guinness beer that he invented. I don't know if it was the same That's guy. Fr- I could see a beer tender. Oh, yeah, a beer tender. Yeah, <laughs> let's, we'll call him a beer tender. Let's call- say that the beer tender gets sick of all these drunk assholes telling, <laughs> yeah. telling tall tales. He's yeah. like, you know what? Actually. Yeah, I'm going to make a book. Yeah. That sounds like something your business partner would do. He doesn't have the p- patience or the writing ability. But yeah, I could see the, the principles there. Um, so that, that's funny. And then, yeah, Michelin thinking you're going to, I don't know if that's made any more tire sales or whatever, but I mean, probably, uh, I, I used to know a couple more of these. There's some weird ones. I guess it's like, do you consider that vertical integration? What? Like vertical integrations, like me owning the grapes that I make wine from, right? That's like more a- like creating demand for your product. <laughs> yeah okay is it vertical integration that michelin stars <laughs> vertical integration is like they've got but no you they own... got they got roving teams of guys throwing tax on the highways and then also <laughs> well no vertical integration is like you own the people that manufacture the rubber right but... you buy like a rubber farm oh yeah you buy all the black people that like okay ta- all right take down the rubber trees <laughs> i mean that's that's how they did it right in michelin's time not way back in good, the good year. Way back in the sixties, <laughs> like not yeah yeah. That's what much. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. It's and now they just have better PR. <laughs> yeah, um, and restaurants. Yeah, evidently. Well, the rubber fucking industry really took a U-turn there. Went from hand removal in the Congo to Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah, I was watching Hell's Kitchen this yeah, morning. Yeah, that's actually. that's a glow up. Um, I want a Michelin star. Think I could ever get one? No. Yeah. I, I think they gave the first one to a Canadian restaurant like last year. Yeah, there's one in Toronto, I think. Yeah. Just like, a single one, but yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Shoot a little um, lower there, buddy. Start with a restaurant where they serve not grilled anything. cheese. <laughs> Just you Michelin wait. starred grilled cheese. I bet I could get one. A grilled cheese restaurant, that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um... I've won five awards for winemaking. Which is pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Have you have you heard anything about like the drama of Napa Valley? Here's an actual business topic. Yeah, like rel- I'm not like like regulatory wise. It's yeah. just an insane place to be. Yeah. Like you yeah. cannot move soil. Yeah. Without permits. The the industry though, th- that's uh they're just following a lot of French laws as far as the vineyards go napa valley yeah that's california yeah but they like modeled their vineyard laws around like what the south of france does 
Oh, it's like with like as far as like cross contamination and shit, like all the laws. No, that... it's like erosion and uh, ecological impact and yeah, like, all yeah. kinds of crazy shit like that. Um, as far as I know, grapes don't take a crazy amount of irrigation. Right. Like, cause we barely irrigate ours at all. We water them a little bit. But yeah, they green. like they like heat and they like dry soil. Yeah, yeah. So as far, I think they're a pretty um, responsible. What do you call it? Where you like, yeah, it's they keep a, it, coming back. What is that called? Sustainable. Yeah, it's a it's a very sustainable crop. crop. I mean, like it's it also you have the same vine that sits there forever. Like it's pretty. You're not like stripping the land. You're also not like that. One of the big problems of uh, industrial farming is like is the turning of the soil. Okay. Because when you oxidize or like release to the atmosphere, like all that you know that first couple inches of soil, like ninety percent of biological uh, life that you know sustains all life, all the you know all the biological life that's in biomass that's in soil is all within the first couple inches, and that gets turned up and then exposed to the sun and dies off. So what you're saying, so it is, like strips. Uh you're stripping the land all the time but vineyards they're not turning the soil no it's just grass and some tarps and stuff so it's not fucking killing the soil it all the actually time, is more only grass and tarps you're right it's just um, grass and tarps there's not hardly any grapes around so what you're saying is you said the first two inches of the soil like first cup well like for like it depends on the soil it so could be like, six inches could be 12 inches so like two inches is big enough it's literally what's keeping the it's world like above from, average it's it's at least it sounds pretty big to me sounds like a lot actually <laughs> a lot of soil in that first two inches that's what it feels like there's yeah there it's it's more about like what's how you use the soil yeah <laughs> anyways this uh this uh, bit's gone on long we're gonna take, <laughs> that was one of the worst bits i've ever had we're gonna take another <laughs> we're gonna take another shot here i don't think so yeah, that's fair. Uh, because if we take a shot that's under 40% on the show, we take a second shot. Thanks, Market uh, Sharpening Company. Thanks, Market Sharpening Company, for sponsoring this episode. Droids. <clears throat> spicy. I'll say that every day. It's fucking delicious. Spicy. <laughs> I'm going to be so sad when we can't buy this anymore. <laughs> I know, I know. We're going to make our own. Ooh. I think anyone would buy like a pepper wine spicy wine mm, probably not there's very few things you can have spicy like shots whiskey cocktails sure what if i did like a mango Margarita? habanero cooler of some sort yes you have a spicy cooler it's gotta be tequila in it though hmm hmm let me think on that one <laughs> Yeah, I think he's going to call you an idiot. Oh, yeah, for sure. He doesn't like spicy food, so. So it's a little frustrating that we can't and slash won't really talk about anything that we're going to do this next year. Yeah, that's, I keep almost. You keep thinking about yeah, it, don't no, you? Yeah, no, no, I keep like there's, like, there's some I got topics. S- I got so much to talk about. But yeah, Tyler and I have two projects on the go. Biggins. Like, like for, as far as our careers are concerned, big. Yeah. Um. And uh, we'll be business partners for the first time in in one of them. Officially. So that'll be cool. Yeah, officially. Because we've just been kind of going back and forth, helping each other, doing different things for the last however long and never actually mm-hmm. put anything on paper. So that'll be fun. And then the other one 
is uh, is related to the the winery business that I that I own. Uh, that one will be able to announce soon sooner than the other one. The other one we're probably six months off talking about. Yeah, until we, you know, what I'm start doing pre launch. Yeah, in whenever the summer summer, and then but this other one. Um, whenever I make the announcement to my customers, then we can start talking about it on here. Yeah. Um, strategically, maybe even a week before, because this, these don't go out right. <laughs> until yeah. a week after. So maybe we could have an episode that comes out like the same day I, I announce it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's do it. Actually, yeah. that sounds like a good idea. Cause, Cause that's w- something we can go in depth talking about yeah. for a while. That's all I've been thinking about recently. That's all I've been thinking about too. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, especially now, like it's the 21st today. Everyone's like, what business podcast? <laughs> yeah. Sorry guys. It's, it's the 21st. Yeah. Sorry guys. We just, we got to be careful with, I, I've, Okay, let me finish my thought, then I'll, I'll go into this next thought. It's the 21st today. I have my last event on the 24th, and then I'm f- f- off work until the 30th. Like, we're closing the store, closing the bar until the 30th, and then I'm off until the 3rd or 4th again. So, And then January, February, March is my slow season. Yeah. So I am, like, now that I'm, like, gearing down, because, like, I turn off my marketing a lot of it, mm-hmm. uh, my ads and stuff that always run. I, I, I slow them down this time of year. Because coming up like a couple days to Christmas, it's like everyone's bought their shit already. Yeah. Like I'm not capturing anyone. And then my bar's closed for two weeks. It's like I'm not. I mean, it's, well, it's not people my, buying liquor to drink on Christmas, I guess, also. Yeah. No. So I still have like a couple running. But like it's the stuff that's like, hey, we're going to be at these events or the bar's going to be open. It's like I, I need I stop them because it's like, right. you know, it's just we're slowing down. So a lot of my job with marketing and sales is like slows down this time, like coming up to January. Um, so my mind immediately goes, okay, I got, I got time coming off. I always, I have this bad habit of, I never take time off. I just, as soon as I work five hours less, I fill five hours with something else. Yeah. And, uh, so now that I'm like slowing down, I'm like, okay, now I can start thinking about these new, these two other things that we're working on in the, in, in the new year. And, um, and yeah, so it's basically been all, all I was just thinking about for a while. Yeah. This next year is going to be fucking crazy, man. It's going to be level. It's going to be level up. It'll feel, I was thinking about actually like this winter solstice party and I'm like, there are, there's two fans. The orgy you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's two fans. That might be too much information there. I might bleep that out. We'll see. Okay. Well, maybe that's just for you then. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was going to say one of the reasons why I don't like talking about, and I think we both share this, talking about um, things that we're going to do. Right. Um, is because we both despise. There's a couple of people I have right off the top of my head that I'm. You're, you're probably thinking of the same people that just fucking talk about what they're going to do, and you never know what they're actually up to. No, no, no because they're not fucking up to anything. Also that. Like not. <laughs> also that. I, I like that people don't know what I'm up to. Yeah. But just always are like, I have this business idea. I have this new project. I have this thing I'm working on. Oh, I have this deal I basically closed, and you talk to them a month later, they're like, Oh yeah, it fell through. And it's right. like. I fucking hate these people to just brag and it, cause it's, it, and it's always from place of like braggadocious. Like it's yeah. never, I don't hate the people that are just like talking about their businesses and like, Oh, this didn't work, whatever, whatever. It's always the people that are like, I have this deal with the biggest, you know, I got a contract with the biggest name, a company. Like I got a contract that's imminent to close with McDonald's. Right. 
And then you talk to them a month later. It's like, well, yeah, no, it didn't work it's out. Like, it's like, you it's didn't like, have that deal. To no, they got, with, right? through, they got through to the regional manager who has no clout. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I pretty much have it signed. Yeah. Like, and, and then the one that we always like, we always talk to this guy every time, six, seven years we've known this guy. Every time we talk to him, he's like, oh yeah, I'm buying that Lamborghini Huracan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, next quarter, I'm getting that Huracan. I just paid my deposit. And he's been saying that every quarter for seven years. Yeah. He still drives the same. Still same, drives the same, same car. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. Like, so I, because I've internalized that and I hate it, I don't like to make an, like, I just like to say, make announcements. I don't like to tease stuff anymore. Yes. I, I agree to that most of the time. Although I do think there is some value to the tease and the anticipation. And like, as long as you're vague about it and and not uh, making, and not making promises. I do it for my customers. Like I'll, you know, I'll post a obscured bottle but you can't really see the label or like right when we started doing canned products it was like i posted a can with no label and they're like and people were like holy shit like, but but it's you're not blowing smoke you're yeah no you're, I'm, you're teasing i'm teasing something that i've already had completed for six months right. <laughs> that they just haven't heard about the customers right so yeah that's different than what i'm talking about which is like always because i have fucking businesses all the time that get pretty started Mm-hmm. Like, and, and then just fall through because, you know, I had one pretty recently that funding just didn't come through Yeah, and then COVID happened and then, you know, all this and whatever. And, you know, if I had made a Facebook page and an Instagram for the brand and, you know, all this, it's like, oh, okay, now there, there goes some credibility, you know, exactly. Cause I used to do that when I was a kid Yeah, cause I just wanted clout. And so I would like have an idea, make a fucking Facebook page for it and then be like, yeah, this is my new business. And it's like, it never happens. Yeah. When I, when I get to a certain level, like our current projects are, you know, actually happening, I get to the point where I just like in person, I start talking to everybody because I find it, um, it really starts to open things up because I've been, (laughs) I've been told by, uh, my girlfriend that she's like, you're the fucking luckiest person that I know. Like I'm always lucky with shit. I always get, the thing that I need when I need it from the place I need it from. And it's just like, I'm always getting lucky, but it's like, that's not really what's happening. It's, it's kind of like calling a salesman lucky because he closed a client on a thing that was like really unlikely. Yeah. But he knocked on a hundred doors before that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't, not, I don't, I don't like, believe in luck. As soon as, as soon as I tip over into like that certainty level, I buy into it Yeah. and I will sell that thing with certainty, even though it is everything but certain. And I just start hitting every single person that I run into. And all of a sudden, bang, somebody that's useful. And I'm like, wow, that was so fucking lucky. Yeah. And it's like, no, it wasn't. No, you just pitched this to fucking 40 people this week. And you just hit the guy. And all of a sudden, you feel lucky. But you forgot about all those times you got rejected or that you got a non-response. It's like, no, you're not lucky. You just keep swinging. Yeah, and it's, I, I feel it's like, served me really, really well. I feel like you're one of the most unlucky people I've ever met. Like you're constantly, your cars are breaking down, your right. shit's getting, <laughs> which is really the like, truth. Like your I, shit's getting stolen. Yeah, fucking, like your your windows getting broken. Like your yeah, catalytic quit, converters getting stolen. Quit like, saying that because there's you lose your like, job. The company you work for goes a bankrupt three different times since I've known you. Like I feel like you are one of the most unlucky people. Yeah. And then me, on the other hand, if, I don't know how I get this far. If I yeah no I think it I think it nets out even but if I was like actually lucky I'd be a mil- multi millionaire right yeah, now yeah yeah if you, I was like unlucky I don't know I don't know how much yeah, you came it. home from a fourteen hour work day doing 
construction your girlfriend goes man you're lucky <laughs> it's like yeah all right no it's but it's more so that i just always land on my feet yeah which is just resiliency right right like, it's resi- i don't i don't it, like yeah i, I resent the fact that she would call you lucky because that's like not being appreciative of your tenacity yeah i feel like <laughs> you are skilled and tenacious enough that you keep landing on your feet and didn't let any of those things that I mentioned knock you down. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, the universe is so nice to you. Right. Where it's like, that's a fucking shitty attitude. That's fair. That is that is a fair point. Yeah. No, I... Girlfriend's pissing me off recently. <laughs> I don't I don't think... Love you, Carly. There's nothing, re- <laughs> there's nothing that could reasonably actually beat me at this point. And it's just like... Yeah, it's, that's how I feel too. It's all, of, it's all of those defeats along the way. And I know you've obviously had so many fucking... Um, blindsided hits with your business oh god yeah there's nothing yeah. they can do anymore like name name namely pandemic like the wet, pandemic was big, wet yeah. wet blanket on entire world but like think that, about like, like even like 10 months in yeah the provincial liquor board clawed like 30 grand out of my bank account yeah and and just and put us out of business and i had to take emergency loan from like a fucking company charging 30 percent interest to fucking pay off my bills because like the last day of the month they just clawed money out of like off a PO they just didn't pay us yeah and they're like oh no you actually owe us this now because we've changed the rules of how it works and we're like we we didn't sign anything they're like we didn't have to we sent out a memo that we never got right and I proved to them in a meeting that we never got that memo and they're like well you should have did due diligence and you know look for it and and then they took all our money out of a PO, didn't pay us, and then uh, we almost went out of business. It's like shit like that has been happening my entire fucking life. Like yeah. I, was, I was 19 when that happened. Yeah, you're just getting rat fucked like, day and night, yeah. and people are like, "Wow, you're so success- you're so lucky." And you're like, <laughs> "Shut up, dude." Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were there half the nights where I'm like lying on my office floor at four in the morning, like trying to plot how to fix it, and like man, the number of the number <laughs> the number of phone calls and conversations <laughs> we've had of like I'm going out of business yeah. in 20 days, <laughs> literally, like, yeah. and then you break it down for me, like sometimes hour by hour, yeah, why you're going out of business, and then we then figure out how to get you the fuck out of it because i wouldn't say i'm very dramatic like i'm pretty pra- no, 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 no. pragmatic when, when it comes you to stuff when like you that. when you call and say buddy i'm fucked yeah like i, I, t- I, I usually you, i take you very seriously <laughs> yeah because sometimes like I'll, I'll be talking to like um like margaret or my parents or someone and they'll they'll ask me like you know what's going on with the business i'm like oh you know just same old same old like you yeah. know selling wine whatever i like, no, but like i actually want to hear like what what's going on and I just start talking about what I'm currently doing, and then they're just like fucking jaw, <laughs> just like glaze over. Like, what? Like, I like, yeah. My parents especially. It's like they can't even comprehend no. the kind of money I'm spending. Yeah. Like when they're they're like, they're they're asking about purchase orders and stuff, and I'm like, oh, how like the the new product that I have here on the uh, on the table are wild and hard IC available at shrug.com. That's s h r u g d o c dot com. Um, when that came out, they were asking like how well it was doing, right? And I'm like, oh, you know, we've sold this many cans. And they're like, well, how much money is that? I'm like, well, you know, this amount road retail, this amount wholesale, right? And they're like, wow, like that's it was probably like twenty five grand or something, you know, wholesale, right? Yeah. And they're like, they're like, wow, that's like. Because I, I think I told them before that, like, I was in a little bit of personal credit card debt and stuff. And, yeah. like, you know, whatever. And, and they're like, then, wow, you pay off the, your credit card like, debt. They're like, you can pay off everything. You can whatever. And I'm like, like, I spent $60,000 this month. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't like, I, it's what like, are you talking yeah, about? Like the numbers just, they don't comprehend just because yeah. they've never been in that If it was 125, like, maybe. Yeah, Cause like on the bit, like the business spent $400,000 last year. Yeah. And we made like 401, right? Like yeah. it's just like, yeah. it's, it's just, um, I'm, I'm spending 10% more than we make. Number one, <laughs> number yeah. two, it's like, no, uh, I actually just did my, or uh, they haven't been finished yet, but I just did got my preliminary books from my accountant. Uh, third year in a row, we made a profit. So 2021 nice. fiscal, we made a profit. Nice. So it's third year in a row. And uh, yeah, my bank just yeah. called me and, or no, didn't even call me, just upped our line of credit from yeah. five to 10 grand. Nice. Like without asking us. And we're like, hmm. Remember when I started and I went to every bank and credit union in the entire province and, and they like, all told me yourself. to fuck off. Yeah. And then they said, come back in five years when you've been profitable through for three years. And I was like, we're going to go into business before then. This is unacceptable. This is fucking stupid. And then now I'm coming up on year six with three years of profitability and they're giving us money. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. They were right all along. Well, they were right because that's their policy. But I'm trying to get like better at. Um, I heard this quote from Andrew Tate, actually, because mm-hmm. um, he's a chess player. And he says a good chess player if you're in a bad position, doesn't go, okay, well, we're going to change the rules now. And now knights can't move like this. Now they move. Like, you can't right. do that, right? Even if you're in a bad position, you just have to make the best possible moves, right. right? And the fact that, and when I was younger, the fact that the government did this and the banks did this, I always felt like I shouldn't play along because morally I was against what they were doing. Yeah. And I thought that I could change it. Right. When realistically, this is the chessboard that's set in front of me. And I need to play the moves that I have. Yeah. And, yeah, and being that... like, fuck those banks. I'm not going to play their game. It's not going to work. Like <laughs> They don't right. care. Even if Elon it was ma- like. Makes no difference. Fuck to... your banks. I'm not going to play your game. They're going to be like, okay. Whatever. Whatever. Like, you think BlackRock gives a fuck if, you know, Elon Musk doesn't play yeah, their game? Goldman, you know what I mean? Goldman Sachs. It doesn't give a JD, shit. Whatever. They don't. Yeah, they don't care. If they go under, they get bailed out. Yeah. If Elon does, he doesn't. You know what I mean? Like it's this the banks are playing on a different level and they're only seven levels from the top. Right. <laughs> right? Like so the the fact that I'm looking at this chessboard when I was a kid and being like, Well, no, if we we can snake and we can go above their heads, we can go to the board, we can do all this, it's like I should I should like in retrospect, it's like I just should have been making the moves I could have made. Yeah. Right. And there, I had a lot of anger that I don't have anymore towards these places because like this is how it is how it is. Yeah. And yeah, we're going to start playing the game. Yeah. So I think I've gotten a lot better at that. Yeah. Last couple of years. And I think that's helped the business a lot. Not any less resentful. No, no, no. Oh, and when, oh, when I'm in the position too, they're getting fucking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like when I have the position, when I have the clout to privatize the liquor board, they're getting fucking privatized and I'm going to laugh them out of the room because it's going to happen. Their days are numbered because they keep fucking up. Yeah. And I'm taking a log and I'm, I'm. I'm making friends with MLAs and I, you know, it's like I'm playing a long game here. Yeah. You know, I'm moving my pawn in the corner every couple moves to get that queen at the end to like change it into a queen. You know how to play chess? (laughs) Yes. Okay. And it's going to take a while, but it's all, you know, and then I'll have the power and it'll be good. But I didn't have the power of the cloud and I still don't have the power in the cloud to make big changes. So there's no point. But. But. There will be one point where it'll be a good old Mexican standoff. Or or it isn't. 
<laughs> and I, <laughs> or you go out of business. Or I go out of business. That's fine too. That's more likely. Um, yeah, I'm still stressed about my money situation and the business and everything, but it's like I have a lot more resources at my disposal now than yeah. I used to. Like, you have more options. So many more options, like to you know, like almost unfathomable. When I look at every so often, it'll come up on my um my Snapchat memories or something of like just the, the, my bank account or like the business bank or like the POs we were getting or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> like, <laughs> that was sad. That was sad. Like, and I thought it was so great. Right. Yeah. Where I'd be like flexing 10 grand and I'm like, Oh, right. 10 grand PO and you're pissed. Yeah. Now that's like, that wouldn't even, well now that's not even my burn. Right. Yeah. Now my burns over 10 grand a month. Yeah. So, yeah, like it's 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 just it's interesting to have that perspective, of like I I meet a lot of I have a lot of friends that do far they do farmers markets with right, mm-hmm. and I don't I try I'm trying to not be a dick to anybody obviously, but they always think <laughs> when someone's like oh I did really well today I did this or no they don't say that they say I did this many sales today, like I did five hundred bucks sales right, and I always have to be like is that good, yeah. Because I just don't have context. I'm not trying to be like, oh, that's not a lot of money, but maybe you think it's a lot of money. I'm not trying to say that. What I'm trying to contextualize is... <laughs> Did you spend $468 to yeah, get here today? <laughs> exactly. What like Is that good for you? Is that above what you what you should be making, right? And um, my friend the other day actually had his first four-digit day. Nice. So had to go to two markets to do it. We, went, we had back-to-back markets, and mm-hmm. we both did the back-to-back markets. So we had his first four-digit day uh, and smashed it, I think. Did like $1,400 or something. It was like yeah. the first time ever. And was really happy. And I was really happy for him too. Because like for like a normal person with like, you know, a sole proprietorship and no building that works out of his house, yeah. $1,400 in a fucking day is good money. Yeah. Right? I, I remember <laughs> I remember the, uh, the day I made $1,000, like net to myself. Yeah. Uh, first time I made a thousand dollars in a day. Yeah, it's big. That's right? pretty dope. Yeah, it's awesome, and like, that's 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 good money. That's not fucking around. So, yeah. So I was like, I was congratulating him. I was like, he's like, he's like, yeah, maybe, maybe one day you'll have a five digit day, because I have four digit days all the time. He knows that, right? But he's like, yeah. maybe one day you'll have a five digit day. And I'm like, I'm like, do you not? do you not think I've ha- haven't had a five digit day yet? He's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, no, I've had, I've had close to a six digit day. Yeah. From like month, like purchase orders that I won't get for months. Right. You know, but sometimes, um, especially actually it'll be coming up. Uh, the liquor board in Manitoba here, the liquor stores don't place orders in the month of December. It's because December is their busiest month. Mm-hmm. So they don't place orders. So if you, if you get an order in November, you can deliver it in December, but in the month of December, they don't place orders. Right. So you, and that fucked us the first year. Yeah. I remember this. Because we had nothing on the shelf. They sold out of everything. Right. So you had nothing on the shelf and then December yep. was like, didn't hit for you guys. And then spring is cold. Or, yeah. Or New well, Year's they, cold. But they, they couldn't place an order to get restocked because right. they just don't. So... Um, so January, so you missed out on all those sales. Correct. But now I've, now I anticipate it every year and I ask for more. If they're going to buy a hundred cases, I ask for 150 yeah. in uh, November and then they'll, so they have enough. And, uh, so, uh, usually early January, they order all the stuff they sold out in December. Right. And that's been like, I'll get a $60,000 PO or right. more. 
So I've, I've come close to, I think, $100,000. Hmm. And obviously then they don't, some of the products they don't buy for another six months. Yeah. Because they sell through it. So obviously that's not like, I'm doing $100,000 a month. But... Right, no, it's not in a day, but it's like, it, it crosses your desk in a day. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we've, we've had those too. We've had like six figure, uh, six figure shit, whatever, cross desk in a day. Yeah. But, you know, it's, obviously but, it's a lot of work. But then even for like someone... Um, who I do, I do markets with that I'm talking about to make a thousand dollars in a day. It's not like all that inventory was made that day too. Right. Exactly. Right? It's it's so it, that's just how it works. Right. Like, yeah. um, but I think it's, it's important to celebrate wins like that, like making a certain amount of money and like having little milestones. And... Especially if you're comparing it to yourself. Yeah. Well, I think that's the only way you should do it. <laughs> yeah. If you're like, Oh wow, I used to make hundreds of dollars. Now I make thousands or tens of thousands. Well, now I'm that's, like, that's, that's valid. Correct, but being yeah. like, if I say, you know, we just closed a $120,000 contract and you say, I just got a $20,000 PO, we may have made the same amount of money. It's like both are good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah both yeah. are good. So potato, contextualize po- potato, right? tomato. Yeah, exactly. Man, man, Manila, vanilla. Manila is the capital of Thailand. The thriller? Wait. The capital the of thriller? China. The thriller? Wait. The capital of Japan. Oh. Um... I think that's a good time to end, Tyler. We didn't really have anything to argue about today, unfortunately. Yeah, did we? Did you, being drunk now, change your mind about anything that we talked about today? Yeah, no, like, I've had two shots now. I want to have an orgy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like 80% closer. Nice. 80% from what? Before. I would have figured you at, like, already 80%. Sure. Now you're 160%? No, 90. What is 80% of 20%? Huh? Of the remaining. What do I look like, a fucking mathematician? Well, you were doing math before. Yeah, I just counted my friends in my head, <laughs> and it took me like 19 seconds. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's true. That was that was kind of sad. Anyways, uh, so join us next year for... Um, oh, God, is this... No, winter we have, winter we have, solstice we got, episode. We got one more before... Before 2023. No, sorry. I was going to say like this episode next year celebrating the winter solstice where it is depressing as fuck. I mean, like we don't, we're not going to tell you guys anything that we're doing right now, but we're going to be doing cool shit next year and it's going to be fun. And I think, uh, yeah, level up. It's going to be level up next year. And I think that's really, really. Or we just put ourselves in a ton of debt and go out of business and then have a shitty podcast. Unlikely. All right. Unlikely. All right. No, we're, I don't know. I'm just extremely. Let's just wrap up the podcast on like final thoughts, I guess, because we're not really doing tip of the morning anymore. Yeah, I'm trying to switch it to like more of uh, what this podcast is themed on. Right. Which is, did you change your mind on anything we debated now that you're drunk? Uh, Brittany Griner was a great deal. Uh, I think it was a great deal for both sides, which is very rare for geopolitical events. Yeah, like for all you fuckers being like, oh, they let a war criminal... Like the guy had two years left and was going home anyway. Also... I don't consider people a war criminal if they do the same thing the government does. Fair. He didn't kill anybody. That's what they're saying. I think Victor Boot's a boss. He didn't kill anybody. No, he didn't. If selling a gun to somebody makes you a murderer, oh boy, fucking lock up everybody. Right? <laughs> Literally, yeah, lock up so many people. So I don't want to hear it. It's lock not up, like lock up every state that borders Mexico. It's not like he was this fucking you know gangster. That was killing people or whatever. No, he sold to both sides. He was an arms dealer. 
and just because he did it unsanctioned. Well, he typically he would sell the rebels that fought the fought Americans, which, which is why is based. A, which is based. That's what I'm saying. It's like he didn't. He wasn't a fucking murderer. I'm a big Victor Bout fan. Watch the movie. Uh, what's it called? War Dog. No. Uh, fuck. Nicholas Cage plays him. What's it called? Oh fuck. shit. A Lord of War. Lord of War, yeah. Watch the movie Lord of War 2008, I want to say. And tell me he's not based. No, I think it's later than that. Whatever. 2014, maybe? I don't know. Lord of War. It's pretty recent. Nicolas Cage plays Victor Bout, and it's really... It's actually unironically... Actually, it's Victor Boot. uh, It's actually... (sighs) (sighs) Oh, hello. I am Victor Boot. I sell guns. I'm really bad with accents. <laughs> anyway, so I was this gonna, is falling off the goddamn. This is falling rails. off the cliff. Anyways, I was gonna say I am. Uh, I'm just extremely grateful that I am. I can pretty much expect that next year is gonna be like. Well, you're lucky. Next year's booked. You're lucky. I'm. You got lucky. Oh yeah, I got lucky. I'm sorry. I got lucky that I'm going to have a good year, and uh, for that, I am extremely grateful to myself for making it happen. Um, so yeah, that would be, that would be it. Uh, thanks for listening. I realized we didn't actually introduce the podcast to begin with, but this was episode 97 of Alcohol Beyond This Point. Um, the podcast where we debate business topics, both sober and drunk, to see if we come to the same conclusion. And eat nachos. And the only business topic that we debated was whether or not we'd have an orgy. And we both landed on yes, so. Profits. (laughs) Episode 98. Watch exclusive on Pornhub. (laughs) Subscribe to OnlyFans. Cheers. Episode 98. Oh, it's so close. Alcohol Beyond This Point podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast.